Tracy, and we're married to geeks. Cause then you will be in the chat room. Mommy, I got see. I'll let the pecan start the cosmos for you and me. Down in the dungeon, we'll play D&D. And baby, talk nerdy to me. Welcome to Married to Geeks, a podcast about being married to early adopters, or rather being held hostage by them. First, we're going to explain a little bit about what we're trying to do with this podcast. We are going to attempt to explain to women who are out there whose husbands say something like, let's get an HGTV, and they don't understand that that's going to cost them all these little hidden things, like buy a $100 cable and $15 a month charge, and all those little things. So we're trying to warn all you women out there for what is going to happen to you when whatever consumer electronic is going to come into your house, because it probably already came into our house, and we've probably already screwed it up. <laughs> A few times. And we bought the first version, so we had to get it repaired. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, the reason we wanted to do it was because things are happening in our houses that not happen to other people. Yeah. And I think what is happening is that Dan and Dan nerd out about electronics and computers the way a lot of men do about sports. I totally agree. But see, the sports thing doesn't affect your daily living. Um, I think for some people it does, though. Oh, I guess it does if you have to, like, you know, he's always watching football or whatever. Well, and if they do the fantasy leagues. Yeah, that's true. Fantasy can be pretty crazy. So I do think that's a good comparison because it also that's a big financial hit depending upon, you know, if, like, the guy has season football tickets. and. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about who we are. Okay, well, Tracy and I are sisters, and we have a third sister, Becky, who is not really married to a geek, but you never know. She may join us one of these days and we grew up in Maryland so I graduated from Virginia Tech with a degree in computer science in 1999 and worked as a software engineer since then until a year and a half ago when I had my twin girls and now I'm a stay-at-home mom I graduated in 98 from Virginia Tech, and so did my husband. In civil engineering, I was a construction manager for five years until five years ago when my son was born, and then my second son, who is almost two, came along. And I have been primarily at home with them, although I did get a master's degree from UVA, which means everybody's going to hate me now. Um, (laughs) Oh, and I'm also a technical writer now on the side, which... I mean, we have to be upfront about that. We both come to the table with some geek-like knowledge. Right. Although, it is not like them. Agreed. Because even though, okay, so both of our husbands are named Dan. Which is confusing. But we're going to refer to my husband, Kelly's husband, as Frank on the podcast to c- try and keep things a little more um, <laughs> Maybe, clear. so we forget. Right. We may also refer to them as the Dans. Right. <laughs> they are both software engineers also. And so, it's funny because... Even though I did the same job or used to do the same job, I do not feel the same way about it as they do. They, like, love it, and they eat it and breathe it, and I do not do that. <laughs> We're not going to have to do, like, seriously, our show research. I just told Dan all he has to do is just let me know whatever he's thinking about looking into this week, and that can be our research for the week. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> what it is that he's hoping to spend his money on this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm sure we're going to be talking about small children as well as husbands. Right. So, do we want to talk about TiVo? Yeah, let's talk about TiVo. 
let's talk about TiVo. Everybody's, like, heard of TiVo, and we'll have all kinds of useful links in the show notes. TiVo and Replay TV actually debuted at the same time at some consumer electronics fair in 99, doing essentially the same thing. They could originally record from either the antenna or cable or over satellite, just dependent upon what kind of input you wanted to use. And then DirecTiVo, which could only do DirecTV, was 2000, which is the first one we got. Which TiVo did you guys get? Well, Dan had a TiVo before I knew him. He had a TiVo 1 that was just a Sony TiVo, not DirecTV. So Frank had a TiVo before you even met him? Right. That is sad. And then he got the second TiVo. (sighs) He was in his townhouse, and we were not engaged yet. This is another, like, I was involved in the decision, I guess, but it wasn't really my money, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember it was really annoying because he spent, it was like six or 700 bucks on the second one, which is the TiVo Series 2. I think he bought it off eBay, and it was very slightly used. But he paid the additional 100 bucks for, like, the home media option, which is so you could hook in your computer and transfer the TV off of the TiVo 2 onto your computer, and then you could watch it there. Ooh. And I think there was... <laughs> You're giving away the end. That's a media center. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that you could go online, like, if you were at work, and you could... <laughs> program your TiVo 2 to record something. Nice. But he paid an extra 100 bucks for that, and then like six months later, TiVo came out and decided to just give that to everybody who hadn't oh. already paid for it. So that sucked. That oh, that's very sad. downside of being an early adopter. There are many downsides to being an early adopter. I mean, but that being said, we had we had a direct TiVo, and I loved that thing. I love TiVo, too. I'm very sad that we're TiVo-less. Well, okay, so let's talk about what a TiVo does. A TiVo is basically a standalone hard drive that you use like a juiced-up VCR. Most of them now, the new ones, have about an 80-hour capacity. I looked on TiVo's current webpage, and right now they have an 80-hour capacity. Um, Plus, if you have a geek husband, then he can hack it and add a bigger hard drive. And make it bigger, right, which we've done. <laughs> There's webpages about it, I'm sure. Right. So <laughs> you can set it to program season passes where you can say, I want to record Desperate Housewives every Sunday, which is really nice. And it'll do things like if they have a special airing on Thursday night, it'll catch that. Right, so you just like press that button, and then it's done. And then magically, every Sunday night, Desperate Housewives it's is there. on your TV. It's awesome. It's always there. It's always there. Even the season's over and summer happens, then you come back in the fall, and it picks back up again. Yeah, if you don't want any repeats, you can tell no repeats, and it'll stop recording, and then, yeah, you're right, it's awesome. And it'll let you prioritize your shows, so if one week Grey's Anatomy goes up against, I don't know, CSI, and you have them both, it will automatically pick whichever one you like more. Right. It also warns you, doesn't it, if that's happening? I think so, which is something Media Center's very bad about. Yeah. I always felt like on TiVo, mistakes didn't happen. Like, if I thought that The Office was being recorded, The Office was going to be recorded. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like potluck on Media Center. Sometimes the things I want recorded are recorded, and sometimes I get home after missing the show, and it's like, ah, what happened? Because Dan decided to record some Nova special on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Discovery Channel. Right. <laughs> Dan's all into this man versus wild. Have you ever seen that? That's bad. <laughs> Dan and like love Dan and Paul are just my brother in law lives with us during the summers. He's also at Virginia Tech and he's here now. He's big help with the kids actually, but I'm losing in the T V battle. I came in last night from dinner and it was like, guess what we're watching? Bear whatever his name is in the Australian Outback. It's like great. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. 
Okay, so TiVo also has the thumbs up, thumbs down thing, which is really cool. So if you start ranking, as you're watching TV, if you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, if you have extra hard drive space, TiVo will automatically start guessing at shows based on your selection that you would enjoy. It's usually pretty good. Right, because it doesn't, like, let's say you thumbs up Seinfeld. Then it knows that Seinfeld is kind of like, I don't know, the new Adventures of Old Christine. So... Okay, it's so not. Well, it's the same character. <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus. You know what I mean? Like it'll 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 figure out that you like sitcoms, or it'll figure out that you like dramas, or whatever, and then it'll start picking other sitcoms. Just because you thumbs up Seinfeld doesn't mean you're only going to get Seinfeld as recommendations. You'll get right, other right, things. right. Yeah, that's true. Like Friends, you'd probably get Friends from thumbs upping Seinfeld. Right. Don't okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I guess I'm not a TV. I don't even know what to say. So, but anyway, the other thing that TiVo does is you can say, I really like, this is who Dan likes, is Parker Posey. <laughs> He's a terrible was actress. She? Was she? And she's in a ton of stuff. But so he has this little bit part in You've Got Mail. So You've Got Mail gets taped all the time. And Oh, right, the wish list thing. Right, so anytime right. she's in something. And I think the cool thing about that is it picks up when they're on Letterman or Leno or something. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I used to have a wish list for the Bare Naked Ladies, and I'd get you know, when they were on Saturday Night Live or whatever. That was cool. Right, right. I miss TiVo. I know, me too. So TiVo accomplishes all this wonderfulness through the directory service, which is how they get you. Right. It used to be you could buy a lifetime subscription. When you bought the unit, you could pay two or 300 bucks, and then that meant you always got their scheduling service. Forever. But forever. Until the box died. Right, which some of them are still out there. You can get them on eBay. But now it's a minimum of $13 a month, and it can go up to, I think, 20 depending upon your sign-up deal. And you can't buy a lifetime subscription anymore. But that's how they get you with the monthly thing. Because, obviously, it dials in. So it calls in every night either on a modem, over the phone line, or um, now I think you can do it over the web, too. You can plug it into your home network. And it, it calls up TiVo and gets it. Schedule updates. It gets one every night. And I think it goes out, like, about two weeks. Right, because that's what we eventually got it hooked up to the home network. But before we had that wired into our bedroom, we were using the phone line. And this was before when we had the TVs. And uh, the phone line had to go like across the room. So Dan would plug it in one night and then he'd let it go for two weeks. So it wasn't strewn across our floor. And then he'd have to go plug it in again because it was running out of programming data. Well, we had, actually, the phone situation was fine. Dan had it buried underneath the rug or something, so it was okay. But Dan's parents, we talked them into a TiVo. They just got their second one, so I think it was like three years ago they got theirs. And poor Paul was still living there. And he was getting yelled at because there was the random call showing up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And they were convinced (laughs) that he was calling somebody. (laughs) And it was right after the area code split or something. So something happened and the phone number changed or their area changed and it became a total call and it had been free. I said, well, isn't it the TiVo calling? And they were like, oh, yeah. I mean, poor Paul was really getting yelled at. That's awesome. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's just, a, it's just a TiVo. So I think that's like the TiVo catch is not only is there a monthly subscription, but you're reliant upon them to make the whole thing work. And should they are not in the best financial situation right now. Right. And should anything happen to TiVo, you're kind of out of luck. I mean, you have a couple good hard drives in there, but that's about it. And I mean, it's a shame because I loved the TiVo. Well, so let me talk about my TiVo scam at Christmas time last year. <laughs> we converted to Media Center, which is what we'll talk about next. But, you know, part of the negotiation, which is constantly going on with Dan, is like, oh, well, he wants the Media Center. He wants the new thing. So I say, all right, fine, but you got to sell the TiVos to pay for it. Yeah, that's ours too. However, your Dan actually does sell his stuff on occasion. <laughs> my Dan never sells the stuff. And when I start 
ragging him about it. He goes, well, why don't you do it? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. But he never does. So if I want it sold, I have to do it. So at Christmas time, I decided to finally sell the two TiVos we had. And there was this crazy thing going on where you could buy a TiVo Series 3 is now out, which has bigger and better options. And I think they're an HDTV version that's like 800 bucks. But they would allow you to transfer your lifetime subscription from an older TiVo to the newer TiVo only if you had a box that had the lifetime subscription attached to it. And you had to do it before January 29th, 07. And after January 29th, 07, there was no more lifetime subscription for anybody except for people who previously bought it. There's no more transferring. It was over. So... As part of my big eBay push, I had this big explanation of the listings about how both of these had these lifetime subscriptions. So you could buy a TiVo Series 3 and transfer the lifetime subscription from this box that you're buying from me, and then you have your lifetime subscription on it, and you're not roped into this 13 bucks a month thing deal. And I made $700 on the two units. That's right. You are such a scammer. So it's awesome. Well, we did okay (laughs) on ours. We... Well, we got rid of the TiVo because when we moved into our house three years ago, the guy who sold us the house was a realtor and in the National Guard and also, like, the giant Dish TV guy. So he said, well, I'll get you this really good deal with Dish, and what ca- part of what came with it was a DVR. So we traded our TiVo to Dad for our couches. Right, not a fair trade, let me tell what, you. I came out ahead? Yeah. I mean, it's like a whole set. It's like a chair and ottoman and a full-size couch and a love seat. And they're all leather. And they were, like, barely used. They look really good now. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Uh, and then and then Dad <laughs> plugged it in and got, like, struck by lightning. Right. He did use it for, uh, I say use it. They did own it for, like, a year or so. Before that happened. But they had it hooked up in... Okay, so mom and dad <laughs> had the big house for all the kids, blah, blah, blah. And just two or three years ago, they downsized into two condos that are right next door to each other. And the second condo was supposed to be the safety net for my grandparents, should they ever need to have help from my mom. And it's become this giant storage unit for all their extra crap from the house that they moved over. It's not that so bad. The was like, like it's like a... U-Haul at place or something. Well, it's use it's usable. It's livable. <laughs> Just nobody lives in it. And they had the TiVo hooked up in there, which I never understood why they did that. So they never really used it. I mean, maybe Pop and Jane used it once, which are our grandparents. Well, so anyway. So then it got struck by lightning, and we took it, and Dan took it apart, and he found the little piece that got burnt or whatever. So then he, for 50 bucks, <laughs> he went and bought a part online somewhere and swapped it out, and then he plugged it in, and it worked, like, one time. And then he unplugged it, and then we came back to it a month later, and it was dead again. Oh, really? Um, I didn't even know that part. Yeah. That's... That never, it never got fixed. <laughs> And then we were going to sell the broken one on eBay, but because it was a DirecTV TV, it wasn't worth anything anyway. So I think we just trashed it. Oh, really? You don't even still like, have it in your basement? I kind of figured that's where it was. Well, it's probably in my basement, along with everything else. That's very sad. All right, well, we digress. So anyway, we were both very regretful that after we started to use the Dish DVR, it was a piece of junk. It was clearly not ready for prime time, and we were both very sad that we had gotten rid of the TiVo. But we had signed a two-year agreement with Dish, so we didn't have any choice. That's why we got our media center. What else do we need to talk about about TiVo? Okay, so catches with TiVo. If you do not get a two-tuner TiVo, life is kind of sad. Because if you have one tuner, that means you can either watch something recorded or watch what you are currently recording or live. So if you want to like record something and watch something else, you can't do that unless you have two tuners. 
But I think most of them have two tuners now. Another big catch is that there's only one. The Series 3 can do HD, and yeah, you said that. That's 800 bucks. Should you get into yet a whole other thing, which is a whole other show with the HD mess? What else? Oh, there's the whole privacy thing. Have you read about this at all? Yeah. I actually have a friend who refused to subscribe because he was afraid they were going to use this information. I'm like, why do you care? Who cares? Well, I mean, you know, your TiVo calls in every night, and you are saying what you like and don't like with the thumbs up, thumbs down thing. So it's kind of unclear as to what TiVo keeps and what they don't keep and if they can sell anything and all that other stuff, but there's a lot of concern that your watching habits are being broadcast to the world because they have that attached to your name. You know, it's not like some nameless, faceless person. They know which account it is. Okay, I I guess that's a bigger deal. You know, Dan is a big proponent of the Gmail stuff and Google and let them watch you and everything because he's like, don't you want your ads tailored to you, which is really the end result of this. And I think he's got a point. Well, I think he has a point, except if that's all they're doing. Right, I hear what you say, especially with that it's attached to your name. That makes sense. A little. So anyway, going forward, TiVo's hurting because the market's gotten really crowded with just generic DVRs from like every single satellite company and cable company out there. So they're kind of like Apple. You know, Apple had the first personal computers and they owned it and then IBM came in and sort of broke open the thing and I think that's kind of what's happening to TiVo. Their software is like head and shoulders above everybody. I think they're still head and shoulders above everybody. I agree. They don't have a profitable setup yet. So Comcast just agreed with TiVo to distribute TiVo software with the Comcast DVR. And the rollout actually starts in August for that software with the Comcast boxes. I think that's sort of how TiVo's heading, which I think is a good spin. Depending upon what their deal is with Comcast, that might be enough that they sort of can change their model. I agree. If they just become strictly a software company. So I wanted to ask you, didn't Dan try to build his own DVR back in the early days? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Whatever happened, did it? Was it no. successful? <laughs> so he bought a computer. It was all Linux-based. Okay, my husband used to be a big, big Linux junkie. We should probably explain what Linux is in case you don't know. It's a competitor to Windows. It's open source. It's free, which, of course, with it comes other problems. I mean, it is stable. It does work, and it actually serves as a back end for a lot of enterprise server stuff and all that. Anyway, you know, he had a computer, so he bought all the parts. You know, he bought his own video card. He bought all his hard drive and all that other stuff, and then he got it pretty much working. The scheduling was sort of a hitch because it was coming from some free site, and it wasn't as good as TiVo's or anybody else's. So we started recording it. It was the saddest thing. It was pretty much working, but there was a bug with the driver for the video card. It didn't work right in Linux, and everybody was, like, green. Mm. (laughs) It was so sad. That's awesome. So when that happened, I was like, okay, that's it. And that's when we actually got the TiVo. How much money did you dump into this DVR before you... I don't know. I'd have to ask. I would guess in the $500 range. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, he just, like, butchered... He took it apart and then turned it into other stuff. I mean, it's not like the parts got wasted. Right. But it was, it was like, classic Dan move. <sighs> I forgot all about that. See, this is what Married to Geeks is all about. This is ridiculous when you start saying it out loud to other people. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, how much would the TiVo have cost them? Way less than 500 bucks. Serious? Well, yeah, that was part of the discussion. I think that's why we finally... Because I think the TiVo was like $99, and then we had to roll it into our monthly or whatever, but it wasn't that bad. We should talk about how much they cost now, other than the Series 3. Because the regular ones, like Series 2, are free, aren't they? Yes. Well, it's almost like buying a cell phone, which is why I couldn't get into it, because you can buy it at Best Buy, and they have their own little deal, or you can buy it at Circuit City, and they have their deal, or you can buy it directly from TiVo, and they have their deal, and it can vary if you sign up for a one-year commitment or a three-year commitment. Most of them are cheap or free for initial, and then it depends upon what your sign-up deal is for how much your monthly is, but it's exceedingly 
I started looking into it. It's like, okay, there's no way. And then they've got the multi, a multi-unit discount you can get to now. So if you have several TVs in your house that you want to use it on, then you can buy several boxes, and they don't make you pay, you know, the same monthly for every single box. Right. And so that's the thing that you get with TiVo Series 2 and, I guess, Series 3 also, is that if you had two TiVo Series 2, you can hook them together with an Ethernet cable, and then you can watch the shows that are recorded on the other unit on the other TV. Yeah. That's nice. That's really nice. So then that kind of solves your two-tuner problem also. If you don't have two tuners, then you have two boxes that can separately record. Right. I mean, it's a similar scenario to when you have multiple cable boxes in a house. Right. Okay, so now there's all these DVRs out there. I got a list off Wikipedia. There's like ten huge cable companies. Sky TV, DirecTV, Dish. Everybody has their own DVR flavor now, which, as I said, we had a bad experience with the Dish one, but that was three years ago. It might be better now. There's a law that goes into effect. The FCC ruled, and I went into effect July 1, that said that you have to be able to not, you don't have to buy Comcast box to use it on Comcast cable. But that just happened, so that's sort of still being worked out. And there's a thing that you can buy called a cable card that is supposed to decode, but I didn't get into it. That could be another episode. Right, because I think that's like, you know how your DirecTV, TiVo, had a DirecTV card that went in it? I think it's like that. I think it's very early for all that yet. Right. I mean, so early, it's not even in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very strange. (laughs) Of course, it's because they're so happy with their media centers. Right. (laughs) Or not. Maybe they are. I don't know that I am, but... (laughs) We got ours... When did we get ours? About a year ago? Does that sound right? Maybe more than that. Did you get it before we did? Because I thought you did. I think we might have. It was probably... might have been like two years ago. A year and a half. Ish. Not long after we found out I was pregnant with Nikki, so like a year and a half ago. That's what I was trying to base it on. I'm I'm sure we had ours before the girls were born, so that's a year and a half ago. So maybe we got it, yeah, like right before them. All right, well, take it away, Media Center girl. Okay, so Media Center is a computer that also happens to do all this DVR stuff. It's just a Windows computer that has this extra Windows software that's called Media Center, and it not only does recording of your TV, videos, it's supposed to manage, if you burn a DVD down to your computer, it'll keep track of all that stuff for you, and if you burn your CDs to your computer, keep track of all your music, and if you download your photos from your digital camera, it'll keep track of all that for you, it's supposed to be all media. And I know you guys use it to make DVDs of the kids' videos and slideshow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very nice for that. I did a little one for Pop and Jane or the video. I guess it was super easy because it wasn't, it wasn't really hard. <laughs> yeah, you would have remembered that. Right. We mostly use ours for TV, and the way we have it set up is we have the media center in the living room, and that's where it does all the recording and everything. So this computer has to be on all the time. And Dan complains all the time because the fan is too loud, which is just not an issue for me, but I get why people get annoyed. And so it's connected to two DirecTV tuners, and it's also connected to the HDTV antenna. We can record three shows at once. Wow, that's crazy. We only have two. It is crazy. And we had to buy an extra card to be able to do that. And it can record in HD and in regular TV. Then in our bedroom, which is where we primarily watch TV, we have an Xbox 360, and the Xbox 360 can talk through an Ethernet cable to the media center, and it can get all the shows off of the media center. And we have an HDTV in the bedroom, so that can watch the recorded HDTV shows. It can also watch the recorded regular shows. The downside for the media center is that it's really expensive. <laughs> They're a thousand plus dollars. Occasionally, you hit like eight hundred. 
you can spend that, but then you probably have a smaller hard drive, which means you can record less. Right. It only has one tuner, so if you want to be able to record more than one show at the same time, you got to add an extra card, that kind of stuff. Also, I don't think the software's as good as TiVo. It's definitely not as good. Yeah, it's not random, I know, but <laughs> I don't have confidence that if I want to make sure the Grey's Anatomy is taped, the Grey's Anatomy is going to be taped. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely not as good at catching if they have a weird airing at a special time or something. Well, exactly right. It doesn't catch that as well. Now, but you do get the programming for free. Of course, you depend upon Microsoft. I don't think they're going anywhere. <laughs> right. Although they could pull the product, but it seems like that's why they have Xbox, is because they want to become your media center. Right. Well, and that's we have a similar setup in that we have media centers in the room we use for an office, and then we've got an Xbox in the living room, and we stream that way. Now, we do it wirelessly, which is a whole other mess, because we can't run a wire. When it's working, it works pretty well, but it's definitely not as solid as the TiVo. But the TiVo was more like a component in your stereo system. It sort of functioned like that versus, you know, this is a computer. Which means when the Windows patch comes out, it is going to reset. You know, all those security patches come out, which can be kind of annoying because if the reset doesn't go properly, then all of a sudden you miss three shows you thought were being recorded. Right. Which means you can use it as a family computer in addition to the TV stuff. So, I mean, that can be a good thing. I guess it just depends upon how you want to work it. Right. And how much you want to spend. Well, and I did just want to say that your Dan was saying that using the wireless was particularly annoying with HD shows. Yeah, well, it's not... um, HD isn't actually supported. Ugh. See now, that's the kind of crap you're going to deal with. Yeah, we're doing it, but we're not <laughs> supposed to be doing it. We tried, you know, we tried to want to watch. That was a great day. Because we thought we had it all figured out. We thought we had a... We don't have a basement, and we have an attic, but because we don't have a basement, we have a sheer wall in the middle of the house. So the wall we have the TV on, we couldn't get a wire from here to there. We just could not do it. What's a sheer wall? A sheer wall is a vertical wall used to help the house in twisting. It's the wind. Okay. So what's it made out of? Concrete. Yikes. If you have like a real basement, that typically handles it. Mm-hmm. But because we don't have a real basement, we don't have that. I wonder if that's causing some of your um, wireless problems, is that you have a concrete wall between you and the... No, we just thought of that. We tried that. But we actually had... The router could see the Xbox. Like there was a line of sight. It was only like 10 feet long. And it's still... Right now, we're working around it with a gaming adapter, which is a D-Link thing. We're going to have to make a show note about that. But he still wants to run a wire. If we can figure out a way to actually get the wire over there, he would be very happy. See, I'm glad I know that information, because Dan was just trying to convince me that we needed to get the little wireless adapter for the Xbox. Oh, yeah, and the Windows one didn't work. I mean, the Xbox one definitely didn't cut it. (sighs) We gave up on that one pretty fast. But that was a $100 adapter that we used for like three months. and then. What'd you do with it? It's in the closet. <laughs> you know, we might need it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, please. <laughs> Can I tell you, my basement is full of... I just went to downstairs to look for a headset to use to record. Tracy and I are actually in our own homes trying to record this. So we have, like, eight headsets set up so that it sounds like we're not <laughs> 800 miles away from each other. Only, like, 150 miles. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, so I go downstairs. We must have 50 headsets sitting in a box and... <laughs> 50 old telephones sitting in a box because seriously that's why he says well we might need it someday like are you serious well actually we've busted that one out once or twice since then which is pretty scary oh i think because it didn't work at all with the hd that was what it was the other one was better really the whole issue came to a head over sometime there was an eagles game dance family was here they had to watch it of course and the hd was not terribly stable and he was getting a lot dan was getting a lot of grief about it (laughs) 
Awesome. So, we, I mean, these people we brought down, it was Christmas because I got my new iPod for Christmas. So, I went and took the dog for a walk, and when I came back, there was a giant six-foot-tall inflatable eagle player on my front lawn. <laughs> oh, my God, are you serious? Yes. That's awesome. Like, these people are not, they brought it from Philly so that, you know, it was re- they were ready. <laughs> And then and then the HD was flickering. And I have to say, the HD, that we'll do an, an HD episode, but the HD man, football is amazing on the HD. That is like the one thing where I really feel like you're sitting there. I totally agree. I totally agree. So anyway, I guess the fine print with both TiVo and Media Center is there's significant money involved, and TiVo works pretty well, but you have future concerns. Media Center doesn't work as well, but you don't have future concerns. But the Media Center, if you don't have a computer person in your house, I don't think it's a good idea. I agree. It definitely needs regular tweaking. TiVo, you can definitely get away with if you don't have, like, a computer person in your house, but you have other problems. Well, and so I have two examples to that point. One is, I was telling your Dan, that something happened right when we got to the media center. I don't know. Dan, I'm sure, tried to install something and didn't work. And he ended (laughs) up, like, shipping it off to Gateway, and they fixed it and gave it back. But Dan had never made the backup CDs and so it only had minimal software on there when we got it back. It didn't have, like, all the pre-loaded stuff. And so one of the things that was missing was the video driver for the video card. He downloaded a free one off the web, and it does this goofy thing when the screen is primarily white. So, like, if you see, like, a snow scene, or particularly happens with Family Guy, because they've got a white (laughs) background a lot, it flickers for as long as that white background is there. It's really annoying. It's like the green guy on the original one, the Danville. Right, exactly. And meanwhile, I'm like, right, we paid all this money for this, whatever. And so then the other example is that mom and dad, when they come over to visit, the only (laughs) thing they have ever called me about when they're babysitting is how to use the computer because they cannot figure out how to turn on TV (laughs) or play DVD. We have actually typed out directions for babysitters. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Um, Can't have an unhappy babysitter. And all they require is a little bit of food and television. We actually had... Adam and Dorothy, friends of ours, Adam is like certified geek. He's actually my boss. They were watching the dog one weekend. They were here, and they couldn't get it to work. They were actually just watching DVDs on the Xbox all weekend. So, I mean, maybe in a few years when it's no longer early adopter, it will be a little better. You hope, although uh, I would say it never seems to work that way. It seems like they add lots and lots of new features and introduce new bugs. <laughs> so maybe the old stuff's fixed, but now there's new problems, and... Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Our theme song is Talk Nerdy to Me by Possible Oscar from the Podsafe Music Network. Dan and Dan provided technical support. Tracy did production for the podcast and Kelly did all the editing. Please check us out at www.marriedtogeeks.com or send us an email at marriedtogeeks at gmail.com. 